This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Was that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. For your next barbecue, you can cook a dozen ears of corn right in your cooler. Toss in the corn, add a couple quarts of boiling water, and close the lid. In 30 minutes, your corn will be perfectly cooked. Just add butter. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Hi, and welcome to another edition. This is preseason show number five. Um, and this is going to be um, just a preseason ramble, really, talking about um, Friday's game against Colchester and looking ahead um, to Wednesday's international friendly with uh, Husky's Swedish team. But without further ado, I will welcome my partner in crime for tonight, who is, um, there's only two of us tonight. The rest of them have been, um, I think, drawn away with hot weather and uh, and plenty of cold lager, potentially. Um, but anyway, we've got Chris tonight. Welcome, Chris. How you doing, fella? You all right? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'll be the, uh, I'll be the substitute. I don't mind. Um, yeah, all good, mate. Thank you. And um Plenty of plenty of hot weather here and, and plenty of cold beers earlier, but um, yeah, looking forward to the show, mate. Yeah, no, that's it, that's it. So, um, without further ado, we're going to have a, a chat about obviously Friday's um, preseason friendly against Colchester, and we're going to look ahead at Wednesday. We're also going to have a brief look at you know a brief discussion on what we think um, of the players uh, 
and the teams looking like. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. So then, Chris, you didn't obviously go to Dartford, but you saw the game um, against Colchester. We all watched it on the stream. Um, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts from um, from seeing the team. Obviously, is that the first? Did you watch Crystal Palace game? Yeah, were you, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it was your first. I mean, that was sort of I don't know more of a training game than a, a pre-season game. But what's your views on? Um, on the game with Colchester on Friday? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was what it was. It was a pre-season game. Um, I thought we did look a bit leggy and lethargic, which uh, Gary came out after and said the amount of intensive training that the team have been doing. So that, that kind of made me feel a little bit better, the fact how lethargic we looked. Uh, there were there were some good things. Um, we... I'll come on to those in a moment. We we didn't create many chances, I didn't think. Um, and I do still think we're a little bit short up top. Obviously, Bradshaw was was injured. Bennett obviously uh, went off and we'll, we'll come on to those a little bit later. But I still think we, we're lacking a, a few options in the final third. Um, Bury, for me, has got something unbelievable in his locker and on his day is a £10 million player. But, he still goes missing a lot of the time and obviously come out in an interview in the week with Richard Cowley and said that he's basically looking to stake his claim. So we'll see what happens there. But for me, the, the, the positives in the game, I thought Billy Mitchell had a good first half. He kept things ticking over really nicely. Um, Which will upset uh, a lot of haters on online. It will. It will. And I'm not saying he, he had a worldie because he, he didn't, but he did He did what Billy Mitchell does. And he, he, you know, he was always there to receive the ball. He kept things ticking over. His fitness levels, if they've, you know, he looked a lot fitter than a lot of our players. Let's leave it like that. Yeah, I think the thing with I think the thing with Billy is what you get is that uh, Billy might not be the best tactical player on the pitch or the best ability player on the pitch, but what no. you do get out of him is one hundred percent effort. He will try his best, whether or not that's always what you know a lot of people want out of him or not. But he is he is always dependable. In the first half, he showed that. You know, he was he was there for everything. Got a bit confusing once, um, you know, which we'll come on to a bit later. Once Fleming come on, <laughs> yeah. it got a bit confusing. Um, it was only the numbers that you could tell them apart, wouldn't it? From the yeah, yeah, from the, from the camera angle, what we, you know, what you were watching on the stream and stuff, it was very, very um, weird. At some point, you thought Billy suddenly had, um, you know, had suddenly, you know, morphed into into a proper player. But yeah, it was. Um, it was strange with a few crossovers, tip overs, and all this sort of stuff. You're thinking, well, hang on, but but no, I agree with you. The first half, he was good, and his fitness levels looked really well. Yeah, no, he was, and, and we um, we were talking about this, and I don't know if it was on the show or just after, but um, George Evans when he came on, he, he looked he looked good, and I'm not a George Evans fan really. Um, I thought when he first joined the club and he played in the defence, I thought he was really good, and I was like, we've got mm. a player here. Um, but for whatever reason, that's just that's just not materialised. But he came on and he did well. But we were talking about this because George Evans does have that special pass in his locker. He does. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's shown yeah. that in yeah. the pre-season friendlies. He's got quality, but the time and space he gets uh, against teams like Colchester and Dartford and Crystal Palace reserves in the second half, he's not going to get that in the Championship. 
So whilst he has that pass in his locker, it's not really an eventuality that's ever going to happen. So I think we need to take that into consideration. But look, he's done himself no 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 harm, and I think whether that is coincidence or whether he's trying to play to get involved in the squad in next next season, I don't know. Um, obviously, there's lots of rumours about the likes of Jamie Shackleton coming in as well, which has been going on for weeks now. So I think if it doesn't happen in the next couple of days, it ain't going to happen for whatever reason. I think it's going to happen. I think I don't know what's going on at the minute, but I think it's going to happen. And there's loads of rumours going around that potentially there's a, a clause for a permanent and this, that and the other, and I don't know. But he needs first-team football. Um, he needs regular football. And I think, you know, he'd definitely get that with us. And it'd be great for him to play... Um, with um, Caswell, Caswell, Kes- Keswell, Creswell, yeah, Creswell, that's it. Um, and I think it'd be great for them two to play together. But again, you know, I think it will go over. I mean, you know, wherever you look, there, there's people talking that potentially, you know, between one and three new signings we're going to get, whether or not they materialise or not, I don't know. There's another new one where we would DM from, I've got no idea who the account is, but telling us that Max, Max Meyer. Meyer yeah. Max Mayo is, is potentially coming. I've got no idea if there's any truth in that at all. Um, but that's the trouble with transfer season. There, there is so many, um, you know, questionable rumours that you might as well not believe them all until they go. Unless, unless you can get them verified by, you know, at least a couple of half-decent sources um, close to the club then there's no point even thinking about them. Um, but it was on the group where we were talking, by the way, about Evans, because Omar put, but is he good only because we're playing oh, right. against crap opposition? It, I, thought it, I, I thought I'd put him in, even though he's not him, I thought I'd put his quote into the show just for the hell of it. So, yeah. And he's right. Omar's right. I mean, yeah, and, and this is the thing, we can't, we, we can't, yeah, all right, maybe he's not right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't, um, at the same time, we can't get overexcited by some of the good like good performances against in preseason because if we're saying on one hand you can't be saying that, that Evans is you know you can't justify his good performances because it's preseason and it's rubbish teams then you can't say the same for for players that maybe aren't performing how we you know how we who, like who, who's not performing how you'd like them at the moment in the two um, three games we've had preseason who would you who would you say hasn't really stepped up from last season and uh, or have dropped since last season? Then uh, Malone is one that stands out for me. But he looks like he's lost a bit of pace, doesn't he? He does, and and, and that's it. He looks. He looks. And if you're listening to this, Malone, there's no disrespect to you, but you just I don't know. Maybe you're not fully fit. Maybe you know. I don't know. You've had something during the summer or something, but you just look as if you're a step off the pace. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's aged as well. Like I, I don't know. It's weird. I, and I think he's Malone gets a lot of unjustified stick because I think he's a decent player, particularly his level. And I think we could do a lot worse at left fullback. But yeah. I think he's um, he's going to struggle this season in terms of keeping his place. You've got obviously Muzzer there, and I would imagine we'll sign a fullback that can play both flanks. So I think there'll be some more competition there, whoever that ends up being, whether it's Nathan Byrne or someone else. Um, yeah. Oh, but yeah, he. Another rumour thrown in there. Another rumour thrown in. Yep, you're welcome, viewers. Um, but no, I think he's looked a bit a bit off. Um, I think that... Um, I think, obviously, well, Bradshaw's played half a game or whatever. I've not really seen enough of Bradshaw. Um, he, looked good at, he looked good at Dartford. It was all right at Dartford. Didn't no, make a no. goal. 
Whereas, no. whereas obviously Benny had. To be fair, a phobie didn't either. But well, he got one. But you know, he, he looked, um, he, he looked keen and he was running around. So yeah. And I, I know Cooper scored the winning goal, if you like, against Colchester. But he did some really stupid things. I thought, like, it, yeah. the ball would come over the top, and he'd have plenty of time, and whether you know to, to bring it down or to, you know, even to put it into touch. But he'd just launch it back to him, and I'm like, this is a League Two team. And he's he, the thing is with Cooper, he's he, 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 you've got that, and I, I kind of want to see, particularly this season, Cooper step up and be more of a leader because obviously he's like vice captain or whatever now with with Piercy gone. I just want to see him. It doesn't have to be vocal because Hutch isn't, but in his demeanor, in his, in his performances, I just want to see a little bit more leadership from him, Cooper. I think he's, yeah. he's a great player, and I, I, you know, I think if he if he stays with us for another two, three, four years, we, obviously we've had the legend show, but by then he'd have played over three hundred games for us, and who knows? But I would like to see a little bit more leadership from him. So he's another one. Um, on the flip yeah, side, it was a silly sorry. tackle as well. Yeah, the, the, it was a silly he, tackle. I mean, Gary picked it up and said, "You know, you know, is a is a you know is a professional. He shouldn't have really gone in with a tackle like that. It's no. only a preseason friendly because um, it could be it could have been a lot worse than what it was." Have you seen the tackle back as well? By the way, no, I haven't watched it back. Yet. It was it was bad. Like yeah, it looked bad then. It. Obviously, you saw a bit of a replay then, but I've not stood there and looked at it back um, fully. I'll have to look back for the replay, but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, some stupid mistakes from Cooper. I mean, let's just hope that he's getting them out of his system now and then, obviously, he's fine. Um, but, look, let's not let's not just look at that. I think um, I think Honeyman looks... What Different gravy. Honestly, I can't wait for more fans to see him because not everyone goes and watches the friendly games. I can already tell you now, man, a match against Stoke will be George Honeyman. I can tell you that now. Unless <laughs> I can see... Any- I can see- do you know what? I would probably probably put it out here now that he will be, if not player of the season, yeah, definitely in the top three without a shadow of a doubt. Um, because he looks different gravy. He's, and I know it causes a bit of controversy when we say it and stuff. We've had plenty of debates around him, but he looks like a Millwall player. He does. He gets what it is. He plays for that badge and he leaves nothing. He leaves nothing in the locker. Everything's on that pitch. Um, it's like a fucking, it's like a Jack Russell, mate, chasing a rabbit. He is fucking yeah. everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. I, I agree. And I think it's great. And you look at that, 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 that sort of, if we're going to play two in the middle, you look at those two and you're like, well, it's a good problem to have. Because if we bring in Shackleton, Shackleton is more of a he's a Billy Mitchell type player in the sense that he, he you know he receives the ball from the defence. He's happy to have it there. Yeah, he's yeah. nippy. He's quite strong for his build. He's, he's quite small, but yeah. he you know he he can spray the ball around. So he, he's very much a a Billy Mitchell type player. So I would imagine he's direct competition for Billy, which will be well. Yeah, thing. I mean what you what you said there is is quite cool. I've got a. I got a text the other day from, or I got a, an update on him the other day from someone, and um, he basically turned around and t- basically come from someone in the know, um, not ready for a regular prem, 
uh, championship level will allow him to express himself and test his resolve on a week-to-week basis if picked. Workman-like performance with good attitude in both attacking and defensive transitions. Um, he's been in the under-9s, so he's been, I think he's been with Man City from the under-9s, so um, he's always been a forward, predominantly right-wing, due to his pace and ability to affect the game. Pace, attitude, worth ethic, work ethic, um, you know, keeps going in adversity. He's, he's fucking on, you know, he sounds like a cracking player, do you know what I mean? Um, mm. And I think if we can get him, then I think we've we've got some class players in that team. And I think it shows what Gary is potentially trying to achieve this season. Are we definitely, you know, are we going for the Prem this season? Maybe, but are we going for the Prem within the next two seasons? Yeah, I think definitely. I think we. I think there's definitely a shout there for that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about being Leeds feeder team. Because <laughs> let's be honest, right? Cresswell is another positive to come out of the preseason games. I thought he's he's got better every game I've seen him. Palace yeah. he had some good bits. He had some not yeah. so good bits. But I thought he was probably just about man of the match against Colchester for me. I thought he was very composed. Um like we weren't really threatened, other than that that chance that, that Longy saved. He did well, would be fair. So it, it, we're never going to sign Cresswell ever, and unless he's been with loan players, you you, you kind of know where you stand. Cresswell ain't going to happen in a million years. He's going to go out and play for Leeds and probably be their captain in the next couple of years. Um, Shackleton, possibly we could sign him depending on what goes on. Which if if the hold up is around that permanent piece, then obviously. I, I, I don't know. But then I guess you've got the the thing of, if Shackleton comes in, does he automatically start over Billy, assuming that he's Billy's competition? Or does Billy start? Has, has Billy justified, um, you know, has, has he done enough in pre-season to justify it? Or is it his place to to lose and Shackleton's to take? It's very difficult. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Billy Mitchell fan and, and I'll open his say. I don't get the stick he gets. He's, he's not the best player in the world. He never will be. But... He's, he's, there is no way he would ever do anything other than give absolutely every single ounce he's got for that club. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, Danny Mack as well needs a good show. He's not been too bad in pre-season as well. No, he ain't. Um, You're right. They need to sort out all this fucking transfer bollocks. So get him signed up. Um, you know, whatever, whatever the hold-up is and stop coming out of all these QBR bullshit rumours because, you know, QBR don't seem to be putting any money there. And he's Millwall through and through. You know, it's, it's, as far as I'm hearing through sources close to Danny, he ain't fucking looking to go anywhere. So, you know, all these QPR rumours do is just try to put pressure on Millwall and also try and turn the fan base possibly. But, you know, Danny's Millwall through and through. Don't forget that it comes from Millwall family. So, you know, if he was going to QPR... Right, by the way. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, not yeah, a He's Millwall family, yeah. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's just, especially for the money being tied around. If QPR were in the Premier League and offered us 10 million, then fair enough. But they're not. They're not in a position to offer anywhere near that amount. No. And, um, they, you know, they're, they're, they're not. They're, they're a rival and 
I wouldn't say their chances are any better than ours. I think I think for the first time in quite a long time, I would I would fancy us over them this season. So I don't get it. What I would say though is is Danny Mack has had a good preseason, but I also want to shout out to someone because he doesn't get. I don't think anyone would ever shout him out. He's uh, Ryan Leonard. I think he's not had a bad preseason at all. He's, I think you're right. But he was a good player last year, apart from the injury. He, he's, he's a player who can get the ball and, and run at players. And he can, you know, he's got some skill in his, in his locker. He's a good lad. He's a good player. But we've sort of forgotten about him because he was injured a lot last season. Yeah. So we've sort of forgotten, actually, what Ryan Leonard can bring to the team. Um, and it looks as if Gary's trying to create competition within the team this season that we've got enough players in there rather than being, you know, a small team like we were before. He seems to be looking at, you know, having at least two players on each position or something. So there is a bit of competition there. Um, but Leonard's definitely going to keep his place, I think, for now. I mean, it'd be interesting because I know that, well, I say no, I think, don't know anything. I think Rowett is a big fan of Leonard. Um, and in all the, all the pre-season games where Leonard's played, he's either played... I think he's played right centre-back, as in the right of the three, or he's played right wing-back. He's not played in the midfield once, which is technically his position. So that maybe tells you where Rowett sees him playing. Um, But I think other... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Was that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. But maybe one, other than based on Malone being looking a bit off. I think other than left wing back, because obviously you've got Muzzer and obviously uh, BT. I like your your yeah. name. You've yeah. Um, but again, yeah, very good against Dartford. Man of the match, but let's not be too hasty on the young lad and not too much poo pressure on his shoulders. Oh, yeah. I think the young lad's cracking. He, he is. But he's not, he's not there yet. No, and this is it. He, he needs to go on loan to a, a oh, League 2, yeah. League 1 team, whatever, 
and then then we'll talk about it. Let's not put too much pressure on this kid's shoulders. But you know, um, I think the kid's got something about him, and you know, if we do bring him in and try to develop him through the first team then crack him. But again, I agree with you. I think, um, and let us know in the comments if you agree with us that I think possibly maybe a League One, um, League Two, but definitely a League One, I would say possibly team to try and get him some game time and, and let him get that confidence up. But like I said the other day, I liked that the players, the, 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 the proven professionals within the team were giving the ball back to him. So every time they lost yeah, the ball and they lot. won it back, they were giving the ball back to him, which was, again, just building up their confidence and just saying, listen, we all made mistakes. Here you go, have another go. And when they had that other go, they had something about them straight in. That's how Bury scored that goal, wasn't he? He got the ball taken off him. He got the ball back to him. And then he turned the player and, fuck me, that was a, you know, that was a, a, a shot and off. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Agree. And um, I think, I almost feel like, as I say, other than maybe one of the fullbacks, I feel like we've got enough depth in in those areas. Um, I do think we still need an attacking option or two. Um, yeah, I agree with you. But is is and we haven't mentioned him yet. Is Fleming that attacking option? Are we going to use him with a phobie or Bradshaw, or, or you know, are we going to use him um, to sit behind and sort of? be that attacking threat what we need because again he looks good yeah and imagine those three you just mentioned will be the three that will start against Stoke the the, the challenge is, is is the depth after that so massive Mason Bennett fan I also want to say that he, he's come back looking um, very light fit I think he looks like he's in good good shape and he's other than obviously the injury that he's just had but he's looking, I think Gary pointed out to it as well, like he's come back looking hungry and he wants to be that main man. And let's be honest, if he was fit every game of the season and played as well as he could, he's probably our best player. I think he is. And some fans might not agree with that and obviously get your get your thoughts on it. But when he's on song, he's, he's very, very, very good. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen often enough. But after that, you've got Tyler Bury who... Is, is more uh, inconsistent than than the Mason, um, and that's about it, really, in forward areas. And and that's the thing that that concerns me. I think we need a little bit more. Um, I mean, Nanny, Nanny as well is 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 Nanny going to be put out, or are they going to try and bring him into the team with an attacking threat because he looks good when he plays? Yeah, um, he, he he does. Uh, not, every... is not is it Nanny? Yeah, it was Nanny or was it? Um... Nana Boateng. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He, he does, he does. Because um, he came on at Colchester, didn't he? Whether he's, whether he's, he's ready for it again, you know. I, I would, I would love to be in a position where we can say, right, well, we've got some really good youngsters. We've got Boateng. We've got um, Olafe. Uh, is it Olafe? Uh, Olafe. Sorry, I've yeah. not Olafe. I'll come on to him in a minute. Um, we've got um, uh, Topolog, who we just talked about. Um, BT, yeah. And we've got the likes of Alex Mitchell and, and Hayden Muller who, you know, w- would be nice for them to to get like a League One regular sort of uh, regular time down there and, and see what happens. But I still think we need one or two more up top. I really do. I think it, I think we need to 
to have a little bit more competition for places in those areas. Um, end of the day, Jeb Wallace scored and assisted, what was it, 17 goals last season between the two? Year before that, I think it was 20-odd because he was yeah. double figures for both. Yeah. A lot of goals you've got to replace. And I, I'm not saying that Fleming can't do that. Coming on to Fleming, I think he's shown flashes of brilliance in um, in the friendlies, but other times he's gone missing. And I think, listen, I'm not, you know, we need to be patient with him. He needs to settle in. He's only 23. You can clearly see there's a lot of talent there. From what we've seen and heard of him, it ain't going to be a lack of effort for, for trying. He just needs a bit of time to bed in. So I'm, I'm not for one second saying that Fleming can't do that. And he gets in very good areas and good positions. But I think we, we could do with a little bit more up top to give us that, that kind of ammo. Because if you, if you class Jed's replacement as as Zian, yeah, Phoebe's there from last year, so he's not new. Yeah. Bradshaw's there from last year. Yeah, we never replaced Smith. We've lost Burke. Yeah. yeah, and Mahoney. All right, Mahoney wasn't there, but he was a body. We've actually got yeah. less than last year. When you when you I'm yeah, bit, but but when you look at it on a wider picture. You've probably got more players what can potentially score now than you did last year. I mean, but then again, I don't know. I mean, I suppose Ballard's replacement would be Creswell. Yeah. Um, he can score. So, but then again, Ballard could to a degree, but that that's a pretty much light for light. I suppose Fleming and, well, Honeyman. Honeyman can score. Honey, Honeyman is, is, yeah. Honeyman's the one for me that's like extra to last year. Um, I think he's going to be a real threat. I mean, the, the the whole guys that I've been speaking to have been telling me how good a player he was and how gutted they are to get rid of him and, you know, how fantastic a player he is for them and all of this sort of stuff. Yet, you you know, he's played, what, we've seen him in two, maybe three friendlies, I think. He played at Paris, didn't he, as well? But he just yeah. looks different gravy. He looks as if, you know, he wants, he's got, I don't know, his enthusiasm, his, his commitment on the pitch. He just looks a fucking solid player. Um, and a player, I think, that if he's sitting there going, I want to, you know, I want to play in the Premiership, and if he can get other players thinking the same, then, you know what? He, he, can we start to believe? Let's 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 go back to that question probably at Christmas um, and see where we are for Christmas. Um, yeah. but we need to start better than we normally do, though, Mickey. This is the problem with us. 100%. We never start well. We never start but, well. No, but are you are you excited about the start of the season this year with with a couple of points? I like the way the preseason seems to have worked out this year. We don't seem to be playing shit teams. We seem to be playing teams who've who've brought it to us to a degree. They're not walkovers, but if we're being trained hard, like Gary says, in between these games too, yeah. To a degree that we went out to play Colchester. We knew they were going to bring it to us, but he ran them rugged the day before, so they were leggy going into the game. Got a little bit fiery in the game and all, didn't it? I think it uh, did. Yeah, yeah, proper. Tyler had a little bit of a, which was interesting. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I think um, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, obviously. So you know, we're, we're here listening to Gary saying, "I'm putting them through their paces." You know, it's it's grueling in training, and then obviously you've got yeah. this on top. And if that's the case, 
Preseason does yeah. not matter about results at all. To some degree, it almost don't matter about period. Um, sorry, performances. It, it's yeah. about getting the fitness, the minutes, and the match sharpness. And yeah, so far so good. I think. Um, but then, so I'm obviously Stoke being our first game. I've been sort of looking into some of what their fans are saying, um, and their fans are, are they think they're going to get pasted. I don't yeah. Know if you've seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. Awful in preseason, according to their fans. They had a game the other game. I forget who they played, but they didn't have a shot on target the whole game yeah. Yeah. in preseason. Um, but you know they've just come down and, and performance out like nothing else. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I, I am excited. I am optimistic, but I've been a Millwall fan long enough to to not let that that get to me. Um, I just hope. Do you know what? I really hope. I really hope the first game of the season is a proper full house. It's a big Stoke, you know, decent club, big game, lots of optimism. Hopefully, a couple of new more faces in. Get yourself a ticket. Let's, let's get down there and have a great day. That you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a big one. And hopefully, uh, we can get get three points. And it's a couple of weeks away now. No, that's it. That's it. Um, there is a there is a podcast from the um, the late kickoff where they they talked to Gary about his um, his playing career and his managerial career and all that. And he does speak quite a bit on there about his time at Millwall, and it's worth a listen. I'll stick the link in the description yeah. of the show, um, and I'll stick a post out on Twitter. So um, have a listen to it and, and see what you want. I'm not going to go into details with it, but it's, it's not a bad listen. Um, you know, I'd love to, you know, unfortunately, I don't think it will happen, but I'd love to get Gary on here at some point, you know, just to have a discussion with him. Because it'd be interesting to try and figure out, you know, bits and pieces of how his mindset works. Because we've seen the the coaching videos and we've seen what he teaches is what he wants. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see how that works into there. But, you know, one day we'll get it um, probably when he leaves, but yeah, one day, because <laughs> yeah. you know, it's logistical. It's, it must be a nightmare. There's so many fan channels out there that if you give it to one, you're going to give it to everyone in you. And, and that's not logistic. Yeah. That's not logistical at all. So I totally understand that our chances of ever getting him are, are slim to none. But, you know, at the end of the day, you don't ask, you don't get, I suppose, but, yeah, um, I we, we'll start bringing this to an end, but I just think that this is probably the first first preseason coming into a new season for probably three or four years where it's where it's been exciting. We've had quite good games, the atmosphere, um, the spirit around the team, social media. Um, conversations you're having online with people, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, seem to be excited. People seem to be excited going into this new season, rather than doom and gloom. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Honeyman. I'm looking forward to seeing what Fleming's got about him. Um, I've got an interview coming up hopefully this week with a um, a guy who knows um, all about Fleming. So. Um, Hopefully we we hopefully we can get out this week who, who you know knows all about Fleming um, and it'll be great. So yeah, we're we're definitely um, let's see where we go on that one. But hey ho, it it, it it is what it is. Um, we've got an interview we're doing tomorrow, which will go out probably later in the week or potentially next week with a ex Premier League football scout. Um, which would be interesting, talking about um, youth setup and how the compensation scheme works and 
you know, how Scotland gets away with it and stuff. So, yeah, we've got some we've got some interesting shows. We've got a show lined up for Not Until the International, which will be you and Omar doing Who Are You? That'll be on the international break. That'll be played probably in September, so it's a little while away. But uh, if you're waiting for that one, that's when that will be aired. Um, and, yeah, it's just, I think... I think it's getting exciting for us as well. We're, we've got plenty of things being planned for the fans this year. We've started testing a live blog, which seems to have really gone down well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it's okay. I think um, normally, normally it would have just been no show today because it would have normally probably been me and you wouldn't want to listen to me talking bollocks for 25 minutes or an hour. But we've got quite a good team now. Of, of where we can interact and, and, and get on. And um, and you weren't in last week, so you had to come in this week, so you couldn't say yeah, no. Yeah, well, I promised. I said, you know, I, I pay, my, pay my dues. No, um, yeah, in, instead of just listening to Mickey chat rubbish, you've got the two of us talking rubbish for half hour. But no, it's, it's been good, mate. I, what, one question, I, I almost want to kind of lead this to opinion. I don't know if we do a poll on it or something, but Alafe. Based on what we've seen of him, which is what two two games really, like obviously with, with the the Bromley and Darfur game kind of being um, split and half behind closed doors, what do people think? Would you keep him around? Would you keep him but loan him out again, maybe to a League One team, um, or would you get rid? I, I, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on on Olafe because I. He's one of those players for me that I really want him to do well. I don't know what it is. He looks like he's really honest, hard-working lad. And I kind of want him to do well. He's gone out, he's played his trade at Sutton, done well there, he's, he's, he's quite well-loved. But at the same time, from what I've seen, I don't know if have got enough about him at the moment to be ready for championship. Um, but he's not getting any younger. So it's like, what do you do? Um, but I'd love to get other people's opinion on Alafe, and maybe that's... Uh, yeah, as I say, a poll or something we could put out. Maybe that's a good place to leave the ramble. Um, if you agree with Chris, then get involved. Give us a um, give us your opinion. Um, make a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Then obviously make a comment below if you're watching or or if you're listening on a podcast and we're driving you mad as you're walking the dog uh, through the park and people are looking at you where you're getting involved. Then again, just. You know, get involved in socials, drop us a DM, drop us an email. If you want to drop us an email, it's info at thatmillwallpodcast.co.uk. Um, mark the subject bar with, um, you know, should he stay, should he go? Um, what would you do with him, loan him out, keep him, develop him? Um, and again, maybe maybe open that to the other youngsters that are in the team. Um, but look, if you want to put, if you ever want to put an agenda, what we discuss on the show and put to a wider audience, again, drop us an email. It's really simple. Um, on all our social media bios, you've got access to be able to uh, either leave the show a voice message or you can, um, and then we'll play your your question out to, to the audience or just drop us an email, um, text. Most people know my number. Uh, if you haven't got it, there's a reason for that. Um, but, you know, DMs, all our DMs are open across um, Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. Uh, Facebook's a bit more harder, so reach out on Instagram is easier. But look, get in touch. Um, that's it. We've done about 35 minutes. Um, hopefully, we filled your meal all fix. Uh, we've just been rambling. 
And that's us for another show. We will be back later this week after the midweek international game um, with Huskies um, Twin Club. Yeah, yeah. Huskies B team. Um, what What's it called? Hemming? Hammerby. Hammerby. There we go. Um, There's a lot of talk from them on, on Twitter and all about the man. Yeah, yeah. Some of it's, I think some of it's bullshit. Huskies really pushing it up, though, isn't they? For, yeah, they for are. a sponsor yeah. to get involved, going, well, we're hearing a rumour that they've sold more tickets than you. <laughs> but the problem is, is that as far as I'm led to believe from the Millwall stuff, we're only opening Kitchener Stand anyway. I see that, yeah. So, you know, if we're only opening Kitchener Stand, and that only takes 5,000 people, you know, each stand pretty much is 5,000 people thereabouts. So we're not expecting loads. So I don't know if, you know, if we, we suddenly bring more, are they going to suddenly open up other parts of the stadium? I don't know. But hopefully this becomes a regular occurrence now. Um, you know, and hopefully Husky signs an extension because... Um, I think us and Husky just work really, really well. Uh, they get us, we get them, and um, and we're part of their sporting team. So yeah, it's it's great. And Husky, if you're listening, we'll have some of your hot chocolate if you want, um, or your your cold chocolate because it's the cold ones fucking lovely when it's freezing cold, especially in this hot weather. So um, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to sound clip that and I'm going to send that to John, who um, is the main man for Husky UK. So yeah, but hey ho. Uh, that's it for another show. Chris, anything you want to finish on? No, no, it's been good to talk, mate. Looking forward to the game in the week. And I'm sure we'll do a a, a, a follow-up video to that, talking about that game and maybe talking about one or two more new faces. So, yeah, looking forward to Fingers it. Fingers crossed. That's it from us. Uh, we will be back again shortly. Thanks for listening. Uh, we only do this, we can only do this with you, Lord, for listening. So, again, thank you very much. Speak to you later. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany. Okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that. So I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.